Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Hey, this is Annie, and welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And yes, you heard that right. It is just me. I am going solo today because Samantha is feeling under the weather. Uh, she thinks it's a migraine, which suck. I can speak from experience. So just me today. But uh, I am excited about this one. I'm very sad that she can't be here because I know she would have many thoughts. Uh, but we're doing a, a listener mail today. Um, and as always, so many of you have written in with insightful comments that we want to share uh, and uh, please keep those coming because uh, we would like to do these more often because you all just have so much, so much to add to what we're talking about. So thanks to everyone who's already written in. Please write in if you haven't or write in again if you have <laughs> because we love, love, love doing these. And we get a lot of email about um, our recent technology episodes that we've been doing or our string of technology episodes that's going to continue actually for another couple of weeks. So if you have any thoughts about um, things like Airbnb or Discord or AI or any of that kind of stuff, those are episodes we're, we're looking at doing in the next couple of weeks. But in the meantime, let us hear from some listeners who have already written in, starting with Sarah. Sarah wrote, Hello, ladies. Thank you, as always, for brightening my days. You asked how Reddit makes money on your recent episode. I'm a frequent Redditor, and I'm surprised y'all aren't. I like it because it reminds me of the days of early interwebs with homemade fan websites and AOL. AIM. <laughs> AIM. Anyway, Reddit sells ads. They look like normal user posts. They're marked as ads, but I've been initially confused more than once until I saw the promoted label. They also make money by selling skins for your Reddit icon. I think they can make more money though on Redditor awards. These are things you can buy to give to any post or comment. They started with a gold and silver medal award, then they expanded to all sorts of things. Many of them have additional effects, including boosting the post or comment higher in the chain of comments so more people see it. There's a laughing skeleton gif, a bear hug, and a this 
pointing hand. (laughs) I love them all, LOL. Some subs, subreddits, have their own custom awards too. Plus, there are some sets of awards like someone going into a door on the right and then another award of someone coming out of the door on the left. If Redditors time it right, they can give these to the same post and make it look cool. Ha, okay, it's kind of pointless, but... Yeah. Also, I wanted to add that although some of Reddit is toxic, there are also so many safe spaces. And unlike Twitter, trolls can largely be kept out of these communities to let people have more constructive conversations. For example, I have a gluten allergy and in the GF subs, I could ask people whether I'm being safe or totally overthinking cross-contamination. And although I've been in a stable relationship for 10 years, the sub r slash x no contact is a wonderful community where people support each other and getting over breakups and fighting the constant urge to check your ex's Instagram. That's all for now, but let me know if you need more. Thanks again to you both for interesting and informative content. I just wrote about y'all for my social justice class and even included Annie's cosplay pic. Uh, And then Sarah followed up later. OMG, how could I forget? Annie probably already knows about this, but the Star Wars meme subs are the best. R slash sequel memes, R slash prequel memes, and also R slash bikini bottom Twitter has some of the best and also some of the most awful memes. The fact that r slash Super Bowl is actually r slash Superb Owl makes me think there is hope for humanity. And r slash Proplifting has the cutest teeny tiny plants you've ever seen. Love you guys. Keep being bad inclusive feminist. B-I-F. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you for all of this information. Uh, very, very informative. And yeah, all of this sounds pretty amazing to me. I, I've, I've seen a lot of good Star Wars memes in my day, but it makes me happy to know if that's a rabbit hole I want to go down, there is a place for me to get lost in it. Also, so cool that you talked about us in your social justice class and had a, a pic of my cosplay, which I can only hope just tears and cheers and praise as it deserves. But no, honestly, this is like the stuff I love about the internet. I feel like we rightfully are always pointing out issues, but also, you know, a lot of the social justice benefits of these platforms and technologies. But I don't want it to get lost that they can just be fun. They can just be fun and interesting and a place to share memes. And that's fantastic. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Dina wrote, I just listened to your and Samantha's episode on Mandalorians and toxic masculinity and loved it. OFC. (laughs) I'd not put my finger on exactly how I feel about the armor and the helmet, etc. And you summed up the underlying messages so well. Couldn't agree more with everything you said and also had to check my own fascination with Mandalorians. The fact Din, the Mandalorian, uh, takes off his helmet should be celebrated. I am just in the process of starting a project slash business that is centered around mental health education. And I think a lot about men and mental health. Of course, I think a lot about women and non-binary GNC folks and the issues we encounter when it comes to health and mental health. But men's and boys' emotional well-being so suffers under the patriarchal system and it's terrible. Din is a great example for the armor men are expected to put on every day, hiding their humanity, masking their feelings, and showing no vulnerability. Trusting no one, killing slash hunting people for a living, and seemingly no emotional impact on him. Grogu, 
slash Baby Yoda, uh, then seems to change that, which is nice to see. But I completely agree that had a woman been in this role, she'd have been expected to turn into Mando Supermom instantly. It also, like you mentioned on the pod, shows perfectly how we celebrate men for doing the absolute bare minimum when it comes to parenting. Den keeps Grogu alive. Okay, cool. Honestly, if Grogu spends his whole childhood with Den, he'll need therapy. Don't we all? by the time he's a teenager because he gets absolutely nothing emotionally from him, let alone cuddles, conversation, or play. Physical safety and the occasional macaroon and metal ball toy does not make a securely attached life form. Anyways, another thing that's been on my mind is this. After Kino's tragic AF moment of I cannot swim, uh, and you know if you know, um, (laughs) this theme has come up again, and it bucks me. I know Star Wars is partly about sacrifice, and I know it's a long-standing mythical theme, but not just since the war in Ukraine, I've been thinking a lot about war and the glorification of violence in the U.S. and around the world. I really don't need to or love to see, quote, real heroes die for the cause. Sure, rebellions need sacrifice, but it seems to me that fandoms require death as the ultimate sacrifice, especially if the character is a woman. To me, there are two, and probably more, issues here. First of all, this theme is what governments require for citizens to sign up for the military and give their lives in combat, while the people who send them into war zones are safe. I have never agreed with that. When I see a hero on screen sacrifice their life to save others, it doesn't fill me with pride that humans are so selfless. It fills me with sadness and anger that this person had to die. I don't think it's noble. I think it's necessary sometimes, but it doesn't make the death of that person any less sad and usually unnecessary in the first place. Because war and sacrifice is about systems, and it's the system that's wrong, when the dead hero story makes it about the individual, diverting responsibility from those in power. So this is a harmful theme, in my opinion. You can see this especially well in the Star Wars fandom with the hate Rose got for saving Finn from sacrificing himself. We know that there is racism underlying this too, and the fact that Rose is a woman and essentially also, quote, deserved to die. Rose's sister Paige had about two minutes of screen time, but was heralded in the fandom as the better sister because she gave her life. Holdo got so much respect after disciplining a man-male character because she sacrificed herself. Tala had to give her life for redemption. Women really seem to be expected to die in order to be respected as, quote, true fighters or even worthy humans. Reva seems to be thought of as not worthy of redemption. That potentially would change if she died at some point, which hopefully Star Wars knows should absolutely not happen. We all know that this is an issue not least because women, and especially women of color, still do pay with their lives for mistakes they make, speaking up against men, or simply for being women. I'm wondering how you see this. It's been bugging me so much since The Last Jedi and is a theme that keeps coming up. Now, some jolly stuff. Are you coming to Star Wars Celebration of London? I bought tickets and I'm likely going, although my Star Wars buddies have dropped out. If you are, maybe we should do some nerding out, have some blue milk. I know it's a long way to go from the US and it's expensive for you guys. I'm not 100% sure I can go yet, but we'll try for sure. Oh my gosh, I would love to. (laughs) Uh, First of all, Dita, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, um, I always love getting your messages, your Star Wars messages, because they're you know, I just nerd out and I love them. Uh, I've never been to Celebration. I've always wanted to go. I I honestly, I teetered after you sent this. I was like, ooh, I could go to London. I could do the stuff. It could still happen. Who knows? There's time. Um, but Blue Milk, one day for sure. 
And then absolutely to all of this, honestly, I spend an embarrassing amount of time thinking about how people perceive characters like the Mandalorian and why they're so lauded for what sounds to me like self-destructive behavior and then occasionally being nice. As I said, I love that character. I've written that character. I get it to some extent, but there's something about the way that I could go on and on about about how men who have spoken to me about it talk about it about like oh i like that he's he never shows emotion he has this armor on and doesn't show his face and doesn't share his voice and doesn't share his name versus how women do it in fan fiction which is like and this is a generalization but i've read a lot of star wars fan fiction so <laughs> it's a generalization i can back up with some anecdotal evidence but like that it is a good thing when he takes off his helmet, but also that the violence is a good thing too. Like it shows how much you care or something. Like violence in the name of somebody you love or protect, which again, I have also written, I get. But it gives me a lot of pause. I also, in responding to this email, I said, I found an Instagram post recently that I, had me nodding my head furiously where someone was saying, you know children's books or entertainment is not meant about, it's not for us to be like, oh gosh, this is child abuse and all of this. It's about children overcoming obstacles, which I totally agree. But I do think it gets complicated with something like Star Wars, which has like such a base of adult fans who grew up with it, but are now adults. But it's also kind of meant for children. So it's one of those things where sometimes I'm like, well, yeah, sure. The nine-year-old is flying a... a <laughs> a ship in space alone. Yeah, because it's for kids. But then there's another part of me that's an adult that's like, well, a nine-year-old is flying a ship in space alone. Anyway, so these are just things I, I wrestle with as a nerd. But also, I completely agree about uh, men's mental health, boys' mental health and issues, and this kind of being an example of what we're teaching them. And I I recently had a very um, insightful but upsetting conversation with a man in my life where he was talking to me about childhood trauma, like it's the first time he's ever heard of it, and it kind of broke my heart. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think about that a lot. And I absolutely agree about the sacrifice, especially of women and especially of women of color, being glorified. I think you you summed it up really well that we're basically... And this is like at the heart of Star Wars and so many other things. But I've always said, like, I love Darth Vader's story, but in the end, he died. Like, he doesn't do the redemption work. He just dies. And then we're like, oh, well, that's good. And it's really not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, people getting uplifted because they died for the cause. And it is very complicated, but um, I totally agree. And I think I'm with you 100% with Reva. I, I personally believe with all of my heart that a lot of fans, and especially like dude bro fans, wanted her to die, did not want her to be redeemed, and feel like feel like she should have died. Um, and, and I think that's a problem. And I also, yeah, with The Last Jedi and Rose being like, you know, we have to live to fight that dying in glory thing. 
um, which, by the way, has been twisted in so many ways when it comes to what a cause that we would not support, say, um, and her being telling Finn, like, no, we need to keep living and keep fighting, and then kind of getting <laughs> reamed over the coals for it, is also pretty telling and a problem. And I think Marvel has been showing this a lot in a lot of their recent movies and treatment of women. And I will say that, uh, and perhaps a future episode, but I just, I feel like, you know, it's pretty, it's not like a lot of these franchises have a lot of women or a lot of women of color in the first place. And then if you're killing them all off, hmm, hmm. Um, But thank you. Thank you for writing in. rant for a sec please pay apps are way too public what happened some rando hearted a payment from five months ago and i realized people can see my entire history who i'm paying like full names it's super weird yeah it's weird how are you paying your friends then apple cash it's all in messages you can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends random people can't see it did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. And I know you listeners know my love, Peaches Gertrude McFuzzin, whom I've talked about so much. And she really was love at first sight. But I will tell you that it took a long time for me to find her. I actually was looking for a good two years before I stumbled upon her picture from my local shelter and knew the moment I saw her that she was the one. And the minute I tell you when I saw that picture and I went to meet her out the shelter and I sat with her for a good 20 minutes, y'all, I couldn't leave her. I knew she had to be mine. I knew we belonged together. Peaches and I are friends as well. We are We have a good relationship together. So... You can find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. And 
And then lastly, Michelle wrote, I was listening to the fiction episode. It happens to be December 2nd and NaNoWriMo is over, National Novel Writing Month. But I had to write in when you mentioned my favorite event of the year. I'm a municipal liaison, ML, for National Novel Writing Month, which is a fancy name for a regional volunteer who organizes the event locally. There are many MLs all around the world making NaNo fun and providing support to local writers. Shout out to my fellow MLs. NaNoWriMo is a writing event that started as a local thing in one place then spread all over the world. It's fantastic and helps writers develop a daily writing habit. The official goal is to start a new novel on November 1st and then write 50,000 words of that novel during November. However, this isn't a hard and fast rule. Nano-rebels are encouraged. I've been a rebel many times. Some examples are continuing an existing project, editing a project, writing short stories, poems, or even art. Our region has had artists participate, and we decided a drawing was worth a thousand words. Winning isn't about competing against others. It's competing against yourself and all the things that prevent you from writing. It's about developing a habit of writing every day. And it's about the community support the camaraderie, the friendships. For myself, I didn't win this year, but that's okay. Sometimes life intrudes and you must be kind to yourself. For those who participated this year, no matter how many words you wrote or didn't write, you are amazing. You wrote, you created words that didn't exist before, and you can write all year round. The NaNoWriMo website even has a feature to set your own personal goals anytime. You don't have to wait for next November. So keep growing all you Rimos. The world needs your novel. I love this. I've always been curious about MLs um, because Atlanta, uh, they'll do events like write-ins at at restaurants or (laughs) even stores or libraries or on the train on MARTA, which is really, really cool. And I totally agree that NaNoWriMo is... It taught me like an invaluable lesson, which is to just write. Like, don't get hung up in editing every word. Don't get hung up in questioning if it's good or bad or not. Like, to just do it. And after the first time I did do it, which we're now reading on this fiction thing that I wrote uh, during NaNoWriMo, it, it changed. It, like, changed my perspective on what I could do and what I could write. And it made it much easier for me to be like, you know what? I feel like writing and I'm just going to write and I'm not going to to stop because I think it's not any good or because I need to edit this or there's a better way to say it, like to just get it on the page and then you can do all that stuff later um, if you want to. But also I love this about Nano Rebels because I had my question about if people were cheating and you've clarified it. So thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Um, and yeah, I would love I would love to hear from any other listeners about this, about their uh, novels, their experience with NaNoWriMo. And yeah, as a reminder, please, please, please uh, keep writing in. We would love to do these more often. We love hearing from you. Um, and thanks to these listeners for writing in. Uh, we very much enjoyed uh, these letters and reading them. So thank you. You can email us at stephaniemomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I'm Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina and Samantha. We hope you feel better soon. We missed you. And thanks to all of you listeners for listening. Stuff I'm Never Told is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Oh! Run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.